Game begin. Hey, Dagum Nerds fans, welcome to episode 38 of Dagum Nerds, your podcast for family first fanboy fun. We are so excited for our second Q&A episode. With so excited. From the fans. So I'm your sun's out, puns out host, Zach. Oh my God. And hey joining yo. me today is the star spangled <laughs> podcaster himself, Brett. I could do this all day. Our blast <laughs> from the past representing central time trip. Does this mic make me look fat? <laughs> and the only man who can successfully merge two completely different fandoms with the USS Strider, Aaron. <laughs> Good to be here again. All right. Well, thank you so much to everyone who submitted questions. We are so excited to tackle them. But first, so excited. The first question is to the first dads. thing. We're going to do a dad check in. So, what check happened to y'all in dad life this week? What happened? Tell us. Yeah. So, uh, I have a little story. Uh, I picked Cameron up from school today, uh, and we were we had just gotten home, and out of nowhere, he randomly asked me. He goes, "Dad, Daddy, have." have you ever had Capri Sun? And I said, oh, yes, of course. Many, many times I've consumed yeah, the, many a Capri Sun. The, <laughs> I've also I've also poked holes in many Capri Suns. Um, yeah. and, he, and, and he got real quiet after I told him yes. And he kind of paused for a second and he goes, did it did it turn you invisible? <laughs> and I was like, what? what? I was like, no, no, but I don't think it turned me invisible. And he like paused and got real quiet again. And I was like, this coming from and i was like did your friends at school tell you if you drink capri sun you turn invisible <laughs> he goes um, yeah <laughs> yeah so, so does that mean your son has never had capri sun no he has which is what is so funny oh, about it like he, okay he, okay i think that was also something he was putting together in his mind was like i've had this before and i was not aware <laughs> right. of this power i have missed that so many opportunities <laughs> <laughs> that, if uh, it turned me if it turned I, me invisible and i didn't take advantage of it what have i been doing with my life <laughs> right. i love that his his pre-k mind though even it was going like ah, i don't know this seems this <laughs> i've seems seen a fishy. lot of other kids drink it and uh, i can see them so I, I, right, there's a lot of right. rumors that go around pre-k but this one's just a bridge too far even i'm not yeah. buying this one well yeah. i'm glad he saw right through that one he did yeah. hey. I've, had, I've had capri sun and, and people didn't talk to now. me but i thought it was just because they were ignoring me not because i was invisible <laughs> uh, all right well, so and, real quick real oh, quick everybody here has, everybody here has had capri sun right oh yeah, right? Of course. Right, yeah. okay okay all right, all right so do you do you uh, so were you successful in, in actually puncturing the top or did you always have to puncture the bottom like i did growing up no, I got after some try, I, I got I could use the 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 top. Wait, I have yeah. never heard of this alternative method. Like you I haven't stuck either. it through the bottom. <laughs> is that just the give up yeah. method? Just like it was desperation. It's not the give up method. It's in me. It's not it's like Brian Regan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's the um uh yeah, with the Pop Tarts. Yeah, it's it was um it was just something I saw my friends do and I was like, why am I, I wasting have... so much time? trying to put this in the little in the little silver circle that they have at the top that has absolutely no give to it it's practically just a thick piece of <laughs> you, aluminum you're just you're just nonconformist you're like don't tell me what to do i have never in my well, life heard yeah. of anyone doing this <laughs> yeah, you've it never heard sense. of it it makes sense but i've never seen Whoa, or on. heard anyone 
I'm the only one. I'm the only one who y'all, did it. Y'all in Alabama just. I, guess I did think it you're the only one. I've never. I have never. Heard. No, I had friends. I had friends that like would turn them upside down and puncture the bottom, and it was so easy. <laughs> it was that, so that much was easier. From too many kids just hearing their parents going like, "All right, bottoms up," and they just thought, "Oh, I have this never, is how you consume a beverage." I yeah, have to get I, my mountain cooler get, given now. Who some of, given who some of my friends were at that age, that would not surprise me. <laughs> Was it right. mountain mountain well, cooler or surfer cooler? All of the above. All of the above. They were both all really of the good. above. Are you kidding me? I'm not yeah, sure. And, and, Even now, as an adult, and I certainly, as a kid, could tell you what the difference was between the two. I don't know if they actually tasted different or not. They didn't. They didn't. <laughs> no, it was um, sugar with blue forty or sugar with red thirty five. Like, but you'll never know because it's in a pouch you can't see into. Exactly. It's true. It's true. And just as a like a closing thought, uh, it's it's. 2021 now and i still don't think that they have changed the technology that goes into those capri sun packets hey, don't break. i think they're still just a, as much of a pain in the butt to try nope. and puncture hey don't fix they were when broke. we were kids <laughs> agree to disagree those because pouches I had to build go in. they build character don't yeah, yeah. i was gonna make, say don't. it's a rite of passage apparently don't unless you take the easy way out apparently apparently i'm just lazy <laughs> Well, well, I'll tell you who's who's not lazy is my son. So recently, I have... <laughs> Brett, let's talk about me now. <laughs> no, no, no. So I, I've been really surprised, and maybe you guys have seen this too. I'd actually be curious to hear if this is the same milestone y'all are going through. My son now, he's about a year and a half old, and he has decided that whenever I'm doing yard work or fixing something in the house, basically doing any type of work after I come home from work, he has got to be there helping me. Like he, he has to be there holding the tools, helping me screw the screw in or tighten the bulb, whatever it is. He either wants to watch or help. And it's a really neat milestone. Did that hit about the same time uh, age with y'all's kids? Yeah, yeah actually. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. About the same time. And it's funny, like as he got older, like his interests have changed and sometimes he wants to help and sometimes he doesn't. But yeah, right there, like a year and a half, maybe right before two. Yeah, it was the same thing. And I actually took I, I just took him up on it. Like there were times where I've got pictures. I just like <laughs> I have I have a big like backpack blower, like a leaf blower. But yeah, I also yeah. have this handheld one. Ghostbusters that's, that's blower. Big, yeah, exactly. But I have yeah. one that's like battery powered and it's a lot. It's actually really light. I would just give it to him like as a one and a half year old. <laughs> and like with both hands it. and both arms, he could kind of handle it. I was like, he can't hurt himself with like an electric wait, wait. blower. So I just be like, ah, here, here, bud, run wild. So, but it was, it, it had a charge and like, he was actually, he was actually using it or are you just yeah. letting him carry it around? Oh no, he was using it. Not very well. Okay. Wow. He was using Sweet. it. Well, right. it was one of those things where <laughs> I was like, like I want him to feel over. like yeah. he wants to help. I'm not, I'm not going to turn him down. I want him to learn yeah. as early as possible. Oh, listen, so, the, the best purchase we ever did was Rowan kept asking for the broom yep. when he would see me break it out in the kitchen. So I got a kid size broom. Same. And I, I had free labor sweeping our floors. <laughs> so I was like, sure. Be careful how many young. people you let let know that. No, it, it, we had the same thing. Cameron went through a broom phase as well, actually about the same age that you're talking about, Brett. Of course, okay. we got him a little broom. He didn't want to use that one. It was the big one or nothing. <laughs> big broom. Uh, that's, what big broom nothing. <laughs> that's what Hattie does. She did likes did the you big, end up the using the broom. tiny broom because he wanted the big broom? Sometimes just to get stuff done. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's sweep up this part of the conversation because we got cues in our queue that are ready for some A's. Let's hop in right after this. 
Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for hanging out with us here on Dadgum Nerds. We truly appreciate it. And also, in case you didn't know, we are also both on Facebook and Instagram. It's a great way for you to help us grow the show and get it out to other dads and nerds. So we truly do appreciate it. and would love to invite you to be part of our Dadgum community. Have a great one. Appreciate you. All right. So this first question comes from our DGN True Believer, Spencer Thompson. Spencer. Hey, All you right. get pushed to the front of the queue because you are our hey, patron. That, is, that is one of our hey. True Believer patron perks. So yep. from Spencer himself, who is one celebrity that you would love to have on the podcast and why? Mm. Oh, wow. I can, I, can, I can actually answer this one because it's, it's somebody I've already thought about because we have had these discussions before. Um, the Green Ranger, Jason David Frank, uh, huh. is I, I just really like that guy. Um, he, <laughs> he seems really down to earth. He's a dad. He's got a, he's got a couple of different black belts and a few different martial arts. Um, he's almost 50. And he still seems to have the same energy energy he did when he was in his early twenties as the Green Ranger and the White Ranger on on Power Rangers, um, and uh, I mean I think he he did a brief stint as an MMA fighter too. Um, Dang, wow. yeah, yeah. He's wow. got a I've got a buddy of mine that met him at like a, a something called Dragon Con in Atlanta Dragon last Con. year. Oh yeah, I've never two, heard two of years that. ago something know. like a <laughs> couple of years. I've never I I can't keep them all together. Um, so, but he said he was just the nicest guy. You know, they had to pay to get his, um, to get his autograph. But when they got up there, he signed everything that they wanted. It wasn't like, okay, move along. I already gave you one. Mm-hmm. He hung out and he talked to them the entire time. It just oh, didn't cool. look like he was in, a, he was in a hurry to, to get out. He, he genuinely talked to the to fans, but all, all in all, my point is he's a dad and mm-hmm. I follow him on, 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 I follow him on social media and he's, always kind of doing something with his kid or he's always kind of talking about something family related. So to talk to somebody that was like an iconic part of my childhood, like at, at, yeah. from, from ages like six to eight or nine, the coolest human being I could possibly think of. Uh, and, and to talk, but to also be able to talk to him about like family life and be able to find common ground seems like it would be a lot of fun. Well, the well, green ranger, that's a, that's, a, that's a, a really great pick. Not what I was that's gonna, a very I good choice. Nice. Oh, no, you can't no. do puns in other no. languages. Puns That's in not another fair. Language. What? Oh, my gosh. All right, who else? Who, who, who would you like to have in front of the mic on this so, podcast? So, Trip actually, were, I had a couple that came to mind. The The most obvious one, this kind of the gimme one, was I was going to say Harrison Ford, and he'd be he'd be super <laughs> grumpy, and he'd sit here, oh, yeah. and he wouldn't <laughs> and it would answer. be perfect. He wouldn't answer really any of our questions, or he'd be super sarcastic when he did, and yep. it'd be perfect, and that's exactly what I would want. Uh, he'd be like... But, Actually, before that, you mentioned Dragon Con trip, and I was, of course, being sarcastic because I've been to Dragon Con many, many times. (laughs) And uh, someone I I think would be a lot of fun to have on here would be Adam Baldwin, who played Jane and Firefly and played uh, Agent Casey and Chuck and, of course, has done a lot of other things as well. Um, I met him at Dragon (laughs) Con. None of them matter, but he's done a bunch of things really really nice when i met him and he seems like a a a fun guy who who um he straddles both like he he has a solid foot like in the nerd culture but he also um he's done a lot of other things in his acting and he was a ton of fun to talk to there he took fans very seriously 
he was super laid back which is which is always cool to see and i i jane is my favorite character in firefly i love the, the show chuck and i i love a, i like a lot of the other things that he's done as well so i think he'd be a lot of fun to have on the podcast um and i know the question is not like who would you want to hang out with who would you want to go like get an autograph right. on or anything like that sure. it's like who would you want to have here and i think he'd be fun to have a conversation with my other one i would pick who's much more high profile i think would be chris pratt he seems oh yeah super uh, sure. yep. super fun sure. to just like chat with hang out with have, sit down with us yeah, yeah sit down with us and like talk we could talk guardians of the galaxy we could talk all of his other stuff of course too hunting fishing um, hunting like, fishing he lives he's on a, a ranch right yeah. he's a dad as well like all the things that we enjoy um yeah i would say chris pratt and adam baldwin would be my top picks and they'd be good fits for the show too because they we could they definitely would. that'd be very yeah. relevant so yeah well I think Alec Baldwin's a, he's a cunning choice he is a cunning choice so yeah. Brett, huh? how about you? Yeah, I I think I'm gonna go for more of the director route or mm. even producer. I'm thinking even Kevin Feige or Dave Filoni. Mm. I would love. I mean, Neither I'm just reaching for the stars. I yeah. would I, I would have a heyday asking them questions. I could ask them questions for hours. Well, if it was Dave Filoni, I'd be like, why? space whales how <laughs> dare you but okay, right after that i go right <laughs> and thank you for literally yes. almost everything else before <laughs> yeah <laughs> you yeah. get that one that, mulligan that might be You've that might be that his one, that might be his response i've given you all yeah, these things and the first thing like, you well, zero in on is the space whales I gave you clone wars and yeah. other great stuff in rebels <laughs> you know oh, everybody wow. Every, everybody else so far, I feel like we could have a conversation with, but I feel like inside of 30 seconds of having Dave Filoni or Kevin Feige <laughs> on this podcast, their Zoom feed would go dead. <laughs> like, really? <laughs> they just go, nope, nope, not doing These guys this. are weird. Now, I, I don't know. I think that uh, if we tone down our, our puns and sarcasm and things every once in a while, <laughs> if, <laughs> if, if, then, then they would come out on us. personally attacked right now. That was such a dig. <laughs> Obviously. That was such a dig. That was <laughs> like going, okay, the future of having celebrity guests, it depends on you, Zach. Yeah, well, yeah basically, if Zach isn't on the episode, I think we would have a really <laughs> good engagement. <laughs> Just make sure he's not here, and I think we got a shot, That's guys. Right. <laughs> hey, Zach, right, Zach what you need to work on across town. Yeah, yeah Zach, the Lint Collection uh, convention <laughs> is in town. Your needs organizing, Zach. Yeah. Oh, but Zach, yours. You haven't said yours yet. Um. So I was I was thinking hard about this one because yeah, I it, not just a celebrity like someone I would get you know starry eyed getting to talk to, but someone I would genuinely want to know more about them, like just personal life. And I I would really like. And I mean, I'm I'm a fanboy, but I also just want to know more about him. Is I would want you and McGregor on the show because mm, yeah. I feel like he's yeah. a celebrity who has one foot grounded to where, like, I don't feel like he tries to grab the limelight. Like he knows he's oh, famous. He, and he admitted on late night with uh, James Corden that he pooped his pants <laughs> at one point. I mean, like he was. Have you have you guys seen that show? What? I mean, have you seen the game they play? Um, uh, f spill your guts or fill your guts where they, they ask, ask a question where, no. uh, you, you, your two choices are you can either answer it honestly and it's incriminating stuff, or you can eat some of the nastiest stuff that they have on a lazy <laughs> Susan God, and wow, the opponent man. who asks the person who asks you the question gets to pick what you're going to eat. So oh, it's things like, like bird saliva or oh. bull test, bull testicle, no bull penis, excuse me. 
uh, and um, like like uh, uh, like a salmon smoothie and stuff like that. And so they asked him, like, have you ever pooped your pants? He goes, he looks at the food and he goes, well, I guess the answer is yes. yes. <laughs> wow. If I say no, I'm about to. Eating That's more. right. <laughs> That's right. But, That's right. But I just, I, I would like to see, hey, you, you strike me as a celebrity that has somehow maintained a good work-life balance. How have you done mm-hmm. that? Mm-hmm. Um, but then also, you know, you had an earlier career. You know, you were kind of a, a no one going into episode one playing Obi-Wan. And now yeah. you have quite Set, the filmography. Like, train spotting, I think, up to that point was the biggest thing he had had to his career. Right. And how many people here have heard of that movie? I've heard, I've heard of, of it. it. I've never seen I've it. I've not seen it. Yeah. Yeah. How many of they you? They did s- it. I mean, it was it was big enough hit to do a, a, a sequel 20 years later. Good point. Uh, so it was Danny, <laughs> Danny Boyle. The train the guy spotting? Who, yeah, is it, is yeah, it train, mm-hmm. train spotting too. Train spotted. Train, train, well, yeah, at least they train, train spotted. <laughs> <laughs> the Borealis effect. <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> you freaking geek! Oh wow, this is daggum nerd. But anyway, I would love oh. to sit down and talk with you and McGregor, and even swap some Scotch, like Scottish stories. Like I would love to sit down with them on this podcast, drinking Scotch together. There you and go. Having that. Oh, All right. now that would be fun. Well, that was fun. That was question number one. Thank you, Spencer. That was a good, great question. All right. Aaron, our next one. Real... Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was just going to say uh, um, to your point about Harrison Ford being cranky. I just read the other day that apparently somebody asked him at a nerd con or an interview if he thought that Han Solo was a force ghost in Rise of Skywalker. And he said, I don't know what the F a force ghost is, and I don't care. Yeah, that sounds about, that sounds on <laughs> brand. Right. I'm shocked right. he was there answering questions. Classic yeah. Harrison. Um, all right, so this next one comes from our website. A user submitted question on the website. So cool. this comes from- And what is from our website, Zach? This daggumnerds.com. This one Go comes from Rob, and I won't share his full email address, but I loved at least part of it. The Grizzbear Zombie? Dude. Rob Zombie? No, Rob, the, the, the Grizz Bear dude. The All Grizz right. Bear Chris dude. All right. Uh, I mean, what does he uh, ask? So Rob asks, if the Wizarding Worlds of Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, and Marvel had a battle, who would win? So we're talking about just magic users, right? So like, we can't so, pull so the in. the Wizarding Worlds. So the Wizarding Iron worlds, Man so the, yeah, technology so like the or anything. Wizarding okay. elements of these different worlds, if they were to have a battle, who would win? Does that include the Valar in Lord of the Rings? These are words I understand. I, I don't know if I would include them this, as part of the wizarding world. I am also a part of this conversation. Well, uh, I mean, a lot of the powers are all involved in this equally. But, you know, you have to include the Maiar, which are just a step down. And I'm going to go get some coffee. Um, yeah, but then, but then on the Marvel <laughs> side, you'd say, so is Mordamu part of the wizarding world? Because he's, you know, a bad guy of Doctor Strange. So you mean Dormammu? Dormammu. I, yeah, I just. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think you have more to. Dormammu, more Dot. Da- well, whatever. I don't know. I mean, that's a that's a ooh, that's a tough one. And well, I, I think, love how no one has uh, thought. Oh, Harry Potter. Like we're basically it's Lord of the Rings or Marvel. <laughs> well, I think it's because the bat. Like quite frankly, it's because the bad guys in both of those. If you're going to count them in, like part of the magic, which I think yep. you kind of have to, because you're talking about to. a magical ring, and you're talking about. Um, you know, forces beyond just technology and Marvel. Um, yeah, it's weird that your brain doesn't mean to go, well, well, Harry Potter, the whole thing centers around. It. It's like, I don't know, Voldemort compared to Sauron or compared to Thanos or, or oh, Kang put or Sauron something like over that. Voldemort like, any day. like 
they he doesn't hold a candle. He's a bad guy in that that world, in our world, in that sure. universe. But um, oh, I don't know. That that's really hard. the I, only I, reason so I for, would say Marvel is because you've got Scarlet Witch who has the capacity to literally rewrite reality. I mean, like magic. It, it yeah. it's. I mean, we haven't even had tapped into her potential in the MCU yet. Well, I mean, we've started to, but even in the comics, there was one time that Thanos didn't, I think he used the Infinity Gauntlet, did what he said he would do in killing half the universe. Mm -hmm. She was so heartbroken by that, that she basically undid everything that he did simply by her sorrow. And uh, that's how powerful she is. I could be getting that wrong. So nerds help me out well, here in the but, comments. But you also have to think, you know, the Sorcerer Supreme, uh, you know, Doctor Strange having access to the Time Stone. I mean, being mm. able to reverse time is a pretty powerful yeah, element. So, yeah, so this is an interesting one because two of these, Harry Potter and Marvel, um, have time. Have time uh, they have time turners. They have these time Good travel point. capabilities. That is not the case in Lord of the Rings. So yeah, if mm -hmm. we're going to make it a little more apples to apples and strip out. So because I think in this case, I think you're right, right? Like Marvel wins hands down just by the sheer fact that you can reverse time and do all these things to to change things and to um, kind of craft it in the way you want to you want to see it, which, of course, can affect your your enemies. And I think there right. you go. OK, done. D just but if you take that quick. out. Trip, Trip is so engaged right now that he's smacking <laughs> while we're talking about Wizarding Worlds. He's there like... He's yeah, channeling his inner Harrison Ford, just like <laughs> I don't know what a wizard is, and I don't, I don't know what a Dermamo is, and I don't care. <laughs> I don't give a no. flying Morgoth. Um, as to what's no, you know, right I was now. I was joking. I was joking when I said I'm going to go get some coffee, but then you guys kept going. I was like, I really am going to go get some coffee because I have nothing I'm sorry to contribute. To you, Aaron. I was just like, um, trips are snacking. He's so well, bored. Well. <laughs> <laughs> while I have the, while I, while I do have uh, your attention, I will say I, I did default to Harry Potter uh, just oh, because, right. no, okay. I, well, because I don't know anything about the other two worlds, Lord mm, of the Rings compelling. and Harry Potter. And so <laughs> I just, you haven't seen Lord of the Rings. Trip. I'm not done. Give me a second. <laughs> this is why th I see. This is why I better off snack room. I'm, I'm just going to sit here and eat my pop tart and set my coffee and just avoid judgment. <laughs> no, I, I really did. Um, I just assumed by sheer numbers. I mean, Harry Potter is a world completely comprised of magical beings, whereas there are some magical beings Not in completely. Lord of the Rings, Muggles. and there are some Muggles can't. Use but magic. my point, my point being, is like the, the the most of the focus is on or the wizards, and there's Born way the more wizards that can't use magic. More, way more magic per capita, if you will, okay. than say True. Lord of the Rings, because if you just look at the original group of people, you know, Aragorn. Um, uh, uh, Gimli and uh, you know Bilbo, not Bilbo, uh, Frodo, Frodo. and Samwise Gamgee. <laughs> Point being is like out of all of those, the the only real magical person was Gandalf, and I I, I guess Legolas if you were stretching because he's an elf. Well, but, but you're narrowing it down to like one small window of the third age. If you expand it true. back well, earlier, okay. I think you start to see. A lot more of that. And if we're including higher beings as well, which Cimmerillion. I think, yeah, to mm -hmm. make it, if we're going to do that, if we're going to do it with Marvel, if we're going to give, and again, going back, if we strip the time travel stuff out and just make it a little okay. more, a little more level, which if, if we're answering the but question on its face, to. yeah, if you're answering the question on its face, I think it's Marvel universe hands down wins yeah. this by the sheer fact of the time travel stuff. 
But if you but do you take that out, the Harry the Potter has time travel elements too. So how do the yeah, two? Yeah, it does. But, but if you enough, look at the it, it educate it, the Muggle, it had it, and then <laughs> J.K. Rowling realized how terrible it is to have time in any sort of strong narrative, and so she very conveniently retconned by having all of those time turners destroyed very conveniently. Oh, okay. But okay. I feel like even if you if you don't like if you're going Marvel versus Harry Potter, like Doctor Strange, all of his folks all these big bad guys whose powers do not come from technology like mm. they're wiping out harry potter stuff like yeah great i want to be fair um okay. and not make the argument that like it's a bunch of kids in harry potter because that's just like what the story center around and i know not by not the end only... of the books right and, and and also there's plenty of adults who use magic in harry potter as well they're just not the focus of the of the story but yeah i'd say marvel wins but i do want to make that the one argument for lord of the rings which you know when you take the the time travel stuff out um you have a bad guy who i think is you know much more powerful than voldemort similar to voldemort his life force is is tied to this one object that has to be destroyed by the good guys but mm. um even sauron who's like the big bad guy is like kind of uh, uh, a mid-tier lieutenant compared to to morgoth, morgoth right and oh other, i didn't and know a lot of that. these other and a lot of the other creatures that are like the the good ones and I'm using very untechnical terms right now. The good the guys good at that at that plane of uh, at that realm. Um, uh, I, I don't know. I feel like if you're counting them as part of magic, and I think you have to in a sense because I think we're doing the same thing with Marvel. Sure. Um, it's a tougher fight, but Marvel still wins. It pure, and I would I would agree purely just because of the time element, and I feel like that that is a tool that's really hard to circumvent, especially if you can just rewind consequences. Mm -hmm. Now, that being said, I think that is why I've always appreciated the story of Lord of the Rings more is because there was no time reversal element. And so consequences mean mm. something. Yeah. Now I understand from a comics perspective, it's really great to have time because then you literally open up the chance, the opportunity to have multiverses and, and differing timelines. So from a comic book like continuity, like you want to be able to keep it going. It makes sense. But I, I find the wizarding magical world of Lord of the Rings much more satisfying. But what is the anyway. most powerful? So to get a little more on the on the break it down a little bit more, what is the most powerful spell or action, magical action or whatever you can take in in each in each realm? So to move beyond like just the beings themselves and how they operate and how magic works in the world. What's like the most destructive thing you could do in the Harry Potter universe? Is this our new Aragorn rant? Just out no, of no, no. I, this is a genuine <laughs> question because I don't know what the answer is. I, I know I don't my knowledge of you're Harry Potter. You're really pulling at this is, thread, though. I mean, well, you're just, clearly I, you're clearly involved it, in the it, question. If I'm trying to, answer I mean that in the best like, possible way. I really do. It's just a, it's just a, well, it's just an so, observation. So if you're gonna, if you're gonna in Marvel, look like there's that. beings that could like wipe out the entire universe, right? Yeah. Well, the like, same could technically be true of, of Lord of the Rings in, 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 a, in a similar sense. But I want to think like, OK, what did Gandalf do where he blasted a bunch of orcs? Um, well, he I would fought look a freaking Balrog. <laughs> yeah, but then Morgoth, who, who I mean, yeah, he, he more like to play people off each other and be deceptive. But he could also be incredibly destructive and warp things to his to his side and everything in, in Harry Potter, I think, okay, there's the, well, like, the, the, the most powerful spells. thing, like the most powerful thing I can think of is like Grindelwald that fights with Dumbledore. That was supposed to be essentially the events of world war two. Mm -hmm. And so I think, and I think this will come up in 
uh, what we have yet to see in Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them series, um, if that's what they're calling that saga, uh, is an equivalent to a nuclear bomb. Because um, okay. I, I think there's going to be some sort of equation to where like this happened because of the magic users. So okay. I think that is probably the most. So, I mean, that that's not even worldwide not yeah. catastrophe. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I, I'm with Brett. Marvel wins this one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All okay, right. Well, so Rob, thanks for that sub- question. We, we, there's we a lot more on. we could talk about on it, but. <laughs> oh, we could nerd out a lot more. All right, so this next one comes from... I would from, eat a lot of Pop-Tarts and drink a lot of coffee in the time it took y'all to do for, that. For the sake of uh, Trip's waistline, let's move... My let's, weight, yeah. Yeah, let, let's, let's not waste any more time. All right, so this next one comes from Daniel Sherman, another longtime listener right, of the show. Daniel, great. Cool. So his question is this. What is your ultimate dad goal? And... Uh, he he also included in this no puns allowed. So what? Daniel, Zach's out. That was Daniel, his goal. What what are we doing? Here? <laughs> Your turn to go get coffee. Yeah. Oh, uh, but listen, listen, Daniel. If you want me not say puns, sure, man. Um, if you. Oh. <laughs> I'm just saying his name. I'm just saying his name. Let's what? Sure, you were. Keep going. Yeah. Keep going. On. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Well, I'll tackle this one first. Um. And I would say, all right, so a dad goal. So I'm thinking, all right, something that is specifically tied to my fatherhood. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I would say my ultimate dad goal would be to have all of my children, like, set up for success. Like, I, I don't want them to necessarily, like, everyone has to be an engineer or everyone has to go be a filmmaker or ever like, I just want to, at the end of the day, know that I did everything within my power to set the, to basically tee them up. You know, they will have to make their own choices in life. They will be held responsible for the paths that they choose, but I did everything that I could as a parent to set them up for success. Um, so I guess that would be my ultimate dad goal. Yeah, I can't really, I can't really like come up with a joke here because um, the only thing that's coming th- to my to my mind right now, honestly, is to marry my daughters off to good men and to get through their first dances without crying. Mm. Because like <laughs> I film luck. weddings, yeah, I film right, weddings uh, on the side, I film weddings on the side, and now that I'm a dad, what, what used to ooh. make me cry was the was the mother son dance because mm. I'm real close to my mama. Uh, but now I'm a freaking mess when it comes to oh, father daughter dances. Man. Cause I see myself in 20 you years. Yourself. going. Yeah. You project mm. yourself. Yep. Hey, here's the deal. Yep. If, if you do cry on your father daughter dance, that, that is really okay. Like oh, I know. mutual I know. respect for any dad who cries during that father daughter dance. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's literally the last time you will ever dance with them in, in a send off of some kind. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's really special. Yep. Mm-hmm. No, I, I completely agree. I guess I just, I don't want to melt down. I don't mind. I don't mind. <laughs> you don't crying. want to ugly cry, <laughs> but yeah, because Got I am it. an ugly crier. The few times that I cry when that comes, <laughs> it comes hard and fast and it, that came out wrong. when it, when, when, when it hits me, when it hits me, it's ugly. It, it's just the, the, the Got damn it. breaks and it's, it's gross. So okay. I'm not going to make for, you know, making this face. Right. It, on on camera is not going to make for very uh 
very sentimental pictures. So your goal right. isn't not to cry. It's not to, Im- to, look good not doing to embarrass it. yourself crying. Yeah, to look good doing it. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one. Okay, yeah. Like, that's right. That's right. One solitary tear that just catches the light perfectly. Yeah, with, with the and blue then like steel Cloudy with smolder. the meatballs too. He's like, "Get back in there, tear! Get back in there, tear! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hate you, Flint Lockwood. Matter of fact, when he gets out of here, I'm gonna slap him in his face. All right. All That's right, a tough man. question. It yeah. really is. And, and you know, my answer is is that, well, there's two parts. So the one, so I have the one side that's just like I want to raise principled hardworking, uh, respectful, honorable, upstanding men um, who are going to go out and make the world truly a better place and are, are never going to shy away from 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 doing the right thing. Um, there's that side, uh, which I think is, is true of all of us um, on the nerd side specifically, though, I I don't know. I think there's, you know, they're like, OK, I want and this is tough because I, I don't want to my interests are my interests and I don't, I want to introduce them to them, but I don't want them to, to feel this obligation to take them on. So I want them to read yeah. Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. I want the, well, he's already seen star Wars probably more times in his life at four <laughs> years old than a lot of people have their entire lives. Um, you know, I want them to, I want him to participate in these things. Uh, so I guess on that, it's like, I want him to find his nerd niche, right? Like mm-hmm. I want him to, or maybe he doesn't at all maybe he 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 does it for a while because as a kid and then he leaves it all behind and that's okay too but i want him to find it and i i hope he finds whatever it is the same thing um that i found in star wars when i was a kid that same joy and that that sense Mm. of wonder and sense of um i kind of safety because it was that thing Mm. that i could i could um that was this this constant, <laughs> the original Star right. Wars trilogy, right? Um, mm-hmm. That I could always go back and watch, and the good guys always won, and the heroes were were awesome, and I, you know, I always could look up to them. And uh, I, I hope whatever it is, I hope just like Star Wars and Lord of the Rings was and is for me, I hope he finds, I hope he finds that for himself too. And it, it doesn't have to be a nerd thing, but if it is, all the better, and we'll get to enjoy it together. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if Star Wars for us, like so most of us are somewhat 90s kids or, or at least close yeah. enough to it. Oh, definitely. That, yeah, no, I'm definitely. A, I definitely. Consider, I'm definitely a 90s kid. Yeah. OK, so when was everybody born? I was 85. I know I'm the oldest one here. 89. 89. 89. Well. Yeah. 89. 91. 91. OK, so close enough. So 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 most everybody kind of reached kidhood in the mid to late 90s yeah right that was a that was a really interesting mix of having digital lots of digital luxuries inside but me personally i ran i went outside as well and played and then i'd come back in and i'd play games or i'd watch cartoons or something like that so it for to me i'm obviously i'm looking at this through rose colored glasses but it, it felt to me like it was the perfect balance whereas now you've got so many other things that are vying for your attentions, like your mm. phone and, you know, you've got, you've got uh, wearable technology and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, social media and, and the, a bunch of things that just really want to completely occupy your brain. So to my point is that for me, I would watch star Wars and then I'd go out and play star Wars. Oh yeah. Same. You oh, know, me and my buddies, that's me and what... my buddies would, yeah, we would make lightsabers out of sticks. Yeah, we would same. make, we'd, we'd we would take light, uh, chalk to, to yeah. color them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so it was a, 
like part of the reason that sh- that franchise has such a, 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 a not just a it has such a, a, a place in my heart that um, as a as a as a nerd is because. My my train of thought completely derailed. Let me start that whole thing over. Um, <laughs> I was like, he's really struggling to land this thing. Part of the reason that that's such it has such a special place in my heart, and I remember it so fondly, is I didn't just watch it; I went out and lived it. You yeah. know, I mm-hmm. I played it, and sure. it was something that I could watch and then play out in my own imagination and do different storylines and that sort of thing. Well, we could we could I, go I off the beaten path what, with my friends. I think that's what differentiates nerd from a fan, because I feel like a fan yeah. enjoys consuming it. Like right. I would say I am a, I, I'm really a Marvel fan. Like I love mm-hmm. watching the movies. Sure. I'll talk about it, but you know, you're a nerd when this mm-hmm. is what you do, even when you're not watching the original source material, right? Like right. When you're going so, out and playing the star Wars and playing lightsabers with your brother and thinking about what if Obi-Wan was the head Jedi master, what would be right, different? right, right. That's when you so, hit nerd. Here's okay. So here's my ultimate point. That's why it was my nerddom because of the the era that I grew up in. I it will be really interesting to watch our kids this day and age and see what is classified as nerddom to mm, them. That's a good point. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. With yeah. you know the way that because mm. you could just as easily sit down and watch Star Wars on your iPhone and then be halfway through it and like just as Darth Vader's about to say no, I'm your father, you could get a text message notification and then all of a sudden go watch TikTok or something like that. You know what I mean? Nope. Like there's, there's no, more opportunities. No there's more. <laughs> you see, but you I see what I'm saying. Yeah, yes, more. Is it's the only way we watch it. No, <laughs> <laughs> there's more opportunities for them to get interrupted. So I'll just be really interested to see what kind of path that takes. And I know we have a, a role to play in that. I know mm-hmm. we can go, no, 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 no more phone. But I'm just saying like all in all, given the different, things that could be potentially distracting. It will be interesting to see what our kids classify as nerddom. And, and to your point, Aaron, um, what, what they discover to be their inner, mm-hmm. their inner nerd. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, it's going to be interesting too, because star Wars is unique because it kind of super, you know, my parents have memories of seeing the movies when they first came out and, and it was, cons- mm-hmm. you know, there was a phase where maybe, it, well, I don't know. I don't think star Wars ever went through a phase of being like old school or old, um, there were gaps, not there really. were large gaps and of course not yeah. having new movies and everything, but we were lucky, right? Cause I saw the original trilogy on the VHS, like theatrical release VHS when I was like five, then two years later, they re-release them in theaters with the yep. special oh, edition cool. cuts, which brings a whole new line of toys, a whole new line of merchandising. And then two years later, episode one comes out. So we get this whole, so I never knew this real yeah. Gap, gap. And, and I didn't know yeah. what it was like not to have this just massive wave of of Star Wars simply by because of the luck of I guess of when I was born. Um, yeah. But I like it, Trip, because I think that's a good point. I'm curious what what they're going to enjoy that they consider kind of old school, and yeah. the things that are going to endure. Because Star Wars is not going to go away. It's going to change. No. It's going to continue to change, but it's not going to no. go away. And then the new things that emerge, um, the things that we enjoyed later on, like like Firefly. Mm-hmm. And these uh, yeah. um, other like newer, newer shows or properties or whatever that come up that they'll consider old school, but will be new and cool for them. Yeah. Like what will be their MCU? Cause yeah. I mean, that's something that like, I, I don't share with my parents cause very similar to y'all, I'm a second generation star Wars fan. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, as much as I love star Wars, I'm not going to kid myself and think I, I, I owe a lot of that to my, my mom, particularly being a huge fan and mm-hmm. buying the VHSs and taking me to yeah. the releases. 
But like Marvel was my thing. Like I went and saw those movies. Mm -hmm. So yeah, what what is going to be Rowan's equivalent that he gets into that he then invites me into watching? Mm -hmm. You know, what's what's Cameron going to get into and then invites you into watching? Right. And that's the other big part of it, too, that I think, you know, that's the other hope I have is that I get invited because he's going to go, Dad, I think you you love all this stuff. I loved watching that with you or playing that with you. This is a new thing you should check out. I think you'll enjoy it too. Let's sit down and watch it together or play it together or read it together. Um, that's something I hope for as well. Well, speaking of TikTok, clock's ticking. Brett, what's your answer? <laughs> <laughs> so I think I think my dad goal has already been met. Um, we recently just asked our son, so who who is Captain America? And he replied, Dada. <laughs> and so my son already sees me as Captain America. I'm good to go. I'm I'm good. To, I'm good to go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna congratulations, that Brett. You peaked early. <laughs> <laughs> it's all disappointment from here. Is it peaked early or he's just a, a early achiever? I mean, I'm just like if Captain maybe. America. Maybe. And the reason he probably does that is because I actually play Captain America for like birthday parties and stuff on the side, which is a lot of fun. But, uh, but no, in all seriousness, a really, a a huge dad goal kind of runs along the same lines of what you guys have said in the sense of, I want to raise principled children that will be poised for success. And the, and the principle isn't just discipline, Mm -hmm. but we're talking about standing your ground for things you believe in, Mm -hmm. um, and true morals, regardless of what everyone around you says is right or wrong, Mm -hmm. which is one of the reasons why I love Captain America in the first place is because Mm -hmm. that is Captain America, except for some recent stuff that was let loose here with who is Captain America now. But, but like, like in the movies, no, you move. Right. You know what I mean? The, the, the the concept of, okay, when somebody says you move, no, you stand right there with your feet planted and say, no, you move. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He doesn't just fight for fighting sake. There's a reason behind it. And I want my children to have those same principles. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that that's a huge goal of mine as well. Well, Daniel, thank you for a great question. And I'm you sure guys you got going deep, lump. Daniel. I was going to yeah, say, really. get yeah. on those flood pants because we're getting deep. <laughs> All right. So we're going to we're going to move on to another one that was submitted through the website. And All I will right. say of all the questions tonight, I'm probably most excited for this one because it really got me thinking. So mm. this one comes from Bell Laurie. Uh, via the website, dagumnerds.com. Thank you, Bell. And the question is, when was the first moment you realized you were a nerd? Hmm. I wasn't, man. So, so I, I find this a fascinating question because it's not like, what was the first thing you nerded out about? Mm -hmm. But like, when was the first moment you realized, oh gosh, I'm a nerd. Probably early high school. And not because Mm -hmm. that I had some like, boost in interest in, in nerd things. I had loved all these things since childhood. We just talked about Star Wars. You know, I let, I read Lord of the Rings when I was 11, I think. I read Narnia before that. I grew up watching the original series Star Trek as well. And to your point, Zach, difference between being a fan and being a nerd, right? Trip, I did the same thing. We, we would yeah. go out and play Star Wars outside. We would build Star Trek bridges out of plastic containers and boxes and stuff in our basement. We would do all these things. And I think it was probably eighth or ninth grade, I think, because that is the age where as you're growing up, these kind of cliques start to form, regardless of what circles you run in. Right. 
where right. your personality starts to become more solidified and, and you're really coming to who you are and you start to notice these mm -hmm. things about about other people. And I think it was then where I realized, OK, uh, besides Zach and I <laughs> and, and a handful of our other friends. Right. Um, this is like our thing. And a lot of other people either were never interested in this or they left it behind a long time ago. And so even though I'd been interested in it since a very young age, it was at that time where I realized, OK, I am a nerd. Now that this like moniker, this 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 uh, identity has kind of been placed on me and I just leaned into it like I enjoyed plenty mm -hmm. of other things, too. Like I was super Zach remembers this. I, w I was and still am like super into heavy metal. Uh, I was I went to like alternative rock shows all the time. Yep. Um, Had I many was, under yeah. oath T-shirts. Oh, under oath T-shirts. Oh, oh yeah. my as gosh. I, as I like dying <laughs> shows, you know, August Burns Red. I, I super still enjoy these bands, right? So I had that whole side too. I, I enjoyed the outdoors and all these things that you may not typically associate with being a nerd. Hey, like we go backpacking. Back. Some we of Aaron back best stories yeah. are backpacking in the, in back the backwoods. camping, hunting, all these things. Um, like, so I, it wasn't exclusive, but I think that was the moment where I was like, oh, okay. And, and unfortunately there's that side of his like, okay, well that's when you started getting kind of maybe not made fun of it, but kind of looked at differently because of it. And yeah. I think that's when I realized, oh, this is a thing. And I was perfectly yeah. fine with it. And that's what? a, that's Here a good way to put it. Like two kids later and everything turned out great. So <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was going to make a joke, but I can't, um, uh, not for, not for this podcast anyway, but, but I think what you said, I think what you said, Aaron, about kind of realizing that me and Zach are the only ones that are really kind of into this is a good way to kind of classify nerddom is what do you bond with people over? Mm -hmm. Because yeah, that was yeah. something that I did not do in mm -hmm. high school. I figured out I was a nerd because other people told me, uh, yeah. I was, I, I, <laughs> I was in saying this thing. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't so much that they said that they said, they said a lot of other stuff. <laughs> um, <coughs> that nerd was the good that, days. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> getting choked up all these repressed Excuse me. childhood yeah. memories yeah i know i know yeah yeah i was able to keep it together this when i'm talking about marrying my my place. daughter's off but when i start talking about high school um uh so where should i pick up um uh yeah but i i i figured out i was a nerd in uh ninth grade because people told me uh, when I was in I'll grade school, I, when I was in grade school, everybody was your friend, you know, like, I mean, yeah, you had a little bit of clicks, but for the most part, every kid is using his imagination. Every kid is running across the playground, that sort of thing. So you can find some common ground. I was homeschooled through middle school where that's where that's that, that disparity is beginning to form. Mm. And then I got placed back in the public school system in high school. And I realized, oh, okay. Other people don't act like me. They don't talk like me. They're not into the stuff that I'm into. Uh, everybody else was talking about football and talking about what they were going to do on Fridays. And I was on the drama team and going, Oh my God, there's a new Mega Man game out. And so there were, <laughs> you know, there were, there were things, there were things I realized early on for better or for worse. I mean, people, uh, yeah. Okay. I got a little ostracized, but I mean, I, then I wound up getting bigger than all of them. And <laughs> so they left me alone. You got that um, super soldier serum and but jokes then when I figured, but, but I figured out, then I also figured out, I'll take it one step further. I also figured out where my boundaries were as a nerd, because when I was a junior, I had a buddy of mine that I kind of bonded with 
uh, freshman in high and and sophomore year. But when I, by the time I was a junior, I remember him vividly describing some sort of experience with playing a Donkey Kong game on N64. It was like Donkey Kong the Party great, or or, or something like that. Oh, I think Donkey, Donkey Kong 64, 64. Man, it's a fun game. He went. He was, it was, but it was something else. It was like a Mario Party or something like that because he was talking about mini games that he was playing. And good lord, like I remember how exaggerated he was being when he was talking about it, and it was making me uncomfortable. <laughs> and that's when <laughs> wow. I went. That's when I went. Okay, so either I'm growing up and he hasn't, or I'm just now discovering where my bound, where my limits are <laughs> as a nerd. So. I don't know. That's that's neither here nor there. Just saying, like there, I had multiple discoveries along mm. those lines as I grew up. Zach and I had a similar moment to that. I think so. Here we are, totally nerding out. Right, we're at Dragon Con, dressed up at the Star Wars panel. Yeah. Okay, so we attend this thing, and and I, I and I should also mention this isn't our first time doing this. No. So <laughs> we're at the Star Wars panel. We go to the Star Wars trivia game. Right. So we yep. participated in, in, in some of it, but then you, it gets, you know, whittled down to the finalist, but we're yeah, there. Well, Trip till... and Brett, y'all experienced this last episode. Like you thought that was hard. The 800s category was like the beginning level yeah. of this yeah. trivia. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 The, the trivia game. And, yeah. And we're like, <laughs> Oh, okay. This will be interesting. It'll be fun. Cause when you hear star Wars trivia, you're like, who is princess light? Like silly <laughs> stuff like that. Right. This was like, not even halfway through we were enjoying it but zach and i are looking at each other because we're like wow not only not like we found our competition it was like wow guys i think this is even too much for us well not because like, they were asking nerd. the questions but because they were getting them right <laughs> That's <Yeah. what> <laughs> not, not only getting them right they were <laughs> citing like page numbers from the star wars encyclopedia oh so there's wow. half of you that was like, like really impressed not. But even Zach yeah. and I, which I don't think need any explanation how much of Star Wars nerds we are, even we were going like, hmm, yeah, yeah, this might be a little much for <laughs> well, us. Because like there's nerd and then there's basement dweller and there was yeah. basement dweller level there you go. knowledge yeah. being displayed. I mean, we're, someone was like, oh, this blaster is actually a DL-55. If you look at page number 675 in the Star Wars encyclopedia, you'll see that it's actually the upgraded model, the DL-64. And you're like yeah even zach and i are like <laughs> wow. oh wow okay because i can hold yeah. my own in star wars trivia and even this i was like nope I yeah like Aaron and i like didn't we make it to at least like top yeah, 10 and we, then we that's were when like the wheels top, fell off yeah they we were maybe like top 10 but when they got it down to like <laughs> the top five on stage we were like okay i think we're just gonna watch from here on out well <laughs> so and it I was one of those like we choose I life <laughs> I, I you know i i have a girlfriend and yeah yeah, no, yeah, yeah. When you start to go, when you start to go, I actually look tan around all these people. You start, you go. Okay. Yeah, I guess everybody does. Uh, uh, hopefully, most everybody at least has some some realization where they go. There are depths to be plumbed here that I would rather not. <laughs> I don't want to go this deep. But I yeah, think yeah. it's interesting because like everyone has their own like where they're going to draw the line. That's fine. Like I, I, I yeah. think it's is. It, but I think that also determines back to the original question of when did you discover you're a nerd? I think yeah, it's, yeah. it's when you, that, that helps determine you're like, Oh, okay. Everyone, yeah. I guess there's other people sitting here going, yeah, I drew the line way before you did. <laughs> like yeah. I stopped star Wars when I was eight and you just kept on going the same as I'm sitting here going, look, I know half the star Wars encyclopedia, you know, all of it. I just, that's right. <laughs> it's true. That's right. Well, the fact that we even knew that there was a page 675 of the star Wars encyclopedia. I, I got them right know. here. 
Got them right here. Right over there. The Visual awesome, dictionary. The most awesome. Right, how about you? My fiance got them for me. So. I'm listening to like Does your wife all know? of you listening. She's my wife now. Yes. She's my <laughs> wife now. She was my fiance at the time. I'm, I'm listening to all these different nerddoms and I was, I was thinking back on what mine would be. And mine is off in left field. Did not expect this, but it's true. So I was a fishing nerd as early as four years old. And when huh. I say fishing nerd, Different I'm saying nerding. that when I okay. woke up on Saturday mornings, I didn't watch Saturday morning cartoons. I tuned into the fishing shows and watched Bill Dance, Roland Martin, Shaw Grigsby, Hank Parker. You're, I mean, we're talking moly. the big dogs here and watched them fish fishing tournaments. And then I would go out and fish all day wearing a big fishing shirt, you know, with like the stickers oh, yeah. on the shirt, like, oh, yeah. like all that, like it was a big wow. scene of like a bass jumping out of the water. I I tuck my shirt into my jeans. I'm telling you, I was a fishing nerd. <laughs> did you and have water behind wow. your house or something? Did you have, did you have a body of water nearby? So my, my grandparents lived about a, a mile away okay. and I could simply walk or bike there. And there was a pond right outside their back door and cool. I'd fish for, all kinds of stuff. And I could tell you what kind of freshwater fish there were in the different species of catfish and all the, all that different stuff. It but, was, but do you remember? I did thinking, not see that coming. Like I'm a fishing nerd. Like yep. do you, you, oh, okay. Absolutely. <laughs> wow. I realized I'm into I looked this around, and I'm going to own it. <laughs> I, I, I yeah, looked around. Somewhere between watching the fishing specials and tucking his fish shirt into his pants. <laughs> he <laughs> went, you know, I'm kind of into this, man. This yeah. one has a lure. Yeah. Oh, oh God. Look at that. No, what I, a line Zach. Well, when Take I it to go, a whole new scale. Jeez. I'm hooked. Are you finished yet? <laughs> this well, is a really okay. Okay. Well, I'm <laughs> sorry. I didn't mean I'm to drown done. you. Out. I, you I think we. Okay, go for it, man. <laughs> but um, the I, I think I realized it when I would go into my my class at school and they were talking about other things like playing video games. And I was thinking, man, after this, I could get this homework done and then go fishing for an hour and a half. Like, just, that is fantastic. It was pretty bad. And I did fish two tournaments, by the way, lost miserably on both of them, but it was, Aww. Hmm. Yeah. did you ever so, smell like bait? Oh, all the time. School and smell all like the time. Bears? Yeah. Now, did you ever play any fishing video games? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I certainly did. I, mm-hmm. I played them on a computer and I played a little bit on a console, uh, but, but not much there. It, mo- but I thought, why question. do it fake when there's an actual pond like a mile away? Right. But did you spend hours upon hours of your childhood trying to catch the 20 pounder bass in Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time? I knew you were going, yeah. <laughs> Had I known there was a 20 pound bass in Ocarina of Time, I probably would have. <laughs> So it's a challenge. Um, or or you learn that you can actually fish the guy's hat off and he's bald and then he gets really embarrassed. Um, so I I remember the first moment I realized I was a nerd it was actually earlier on. And it's something that we haven't talked a whole lot about the show. But the fact that we also were 90s kids, we need to talk about this one day. But it was Pokemon. Pokemon. Mm. It was 110% Pokemon. So, like, my brother and I, I mean, to keep the fishing analogy going up, we got Pokemon hook, line, and sinker. I mean, we got (laughs) so into Pokemon. Now, fortunately, we never quite got as into the trading cards, but we totally watched the show. We played every video game that we could get a cartridge of. So, I was a fan. The 
and I mean, I, I was a straight up nerd. I mean, I could tell you in numerical order the first 150 original Pokemon. Sure. And Dang. I think the moment Man. that I realized I was a nerd is when I was at this VBS at church, hanging out with other kids. And, you know, as in the 90s, you would, Pokemon would come up. I mean, it was just mm -hmm. part of pop culture. You're talking about, hey, have you got, have you played the new yellow version? You know, everyone's done oh, with yeah, the red yeah, and yeah. blues. It was yeah. like yellow version where Pikachu follows you around. Did you get the, the yellow version Game Boy? Yeah, Game Boy. Um, and <laughs> I remember someone was like, yeah, I just got Polygon. I was like, yeah, Polygon, number 79. And like as uh, elementary school students, it was kind of like everyone went, you know, the numbers <laughs> like, that was the moment that I kind of realized like, oh, yeah, I, don't. I, I know a lot about this. I'm kind of a nerd. And, and like that was wow. the first moment that I ever felt Yeah, like y'all are kind of saying because like later on in high school, you have that realization of like, wow. Other people are not as into these things as I am. Yep. I had that realization in the middle of elementary school VBS one summer of like, oh, they say they like Pokemon, but, I, but I, I'm really into this. I don't, mm. <laughs> Did you so, ever have a moment where you knew those kind of like nerdy details about something you were in or into and you held back because you didn't oh, want to reveal on. it? Because oh, yeah. I did. I, and it wasn't it was way before high school because I it, and it was with Star Wars. I remember playing like going over to friends houses and like, let's play it, playing Star Wars and doing all that. And then saying something like, oh, I'm whatever, whatever. And it being like just factually wrong in the Star Wars universe. Wrong. And that yeah. it enters your head. and You're like, should I correct yeah. them? And I remember multiple yeah. times being like, nah, I'm going to let it slide because I don't want to. I want to be that yeah. guy. No, I don't want to show myself to Yeah, you weren't the well actually nerd. Right. Way before yeah. that was even a thing. Like well, a, actually, a meme, like yeah. right. And yeah. it was it was every part of my like brain was screaming that I needed to correct this. I know. It was just uh, yeah. like, you know what? Even I realize we're just gonna let's just keep having it's fun. not worth it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because you don't use a spinner bait while fishing for bluegill. I mean, Stop. come I on. Mean, come on. That, yeah, you might man. as well just you never not even got just date keep your shirt, if shirt untucked at that point. <laughs> totally right. understand that. You sure. don't fight a fire type with a plant type. I mean, oh my God. <laughs> you can't just throw ghosts at everything, okay? <laughs> All right. So moving on, this next question comes from James, mm. uh, relative of yours, Trip, actually. Oh, so, really? Isn't it? Make it good. James? I have no idea. All right. He's like, I, I don't, I don't know one named James, but I'm just messing well, thank with you. Thank you for the, <laughs> I'll say, oh, well, there the you go, James. Yeah. You have just no, my brother, my brother-in-law, my brother-in-law. <laughs> I'm hoping that I'm hoping that I can get him to go, huh? While he's ask, listening to this, ask a hard question. All right. So question from James is this, should Warner brothers restore the Snyderverse? Now I'm assuming the context of this is after the, the Snyder cut of the justice. Yes. League. And, yeah. yes. and and I, I will so, say as well, I, I, I guess I never officially shared my opinion on, on our YouTube channel, but I, I was very pleasantly surprised, um, sitting down and watching yeah. it. And I actually did watch it episodically because as a dad, I didn't have four straight hours to commit. So <laughs> my wife and I watched it. I, however many chapters there are, that's how many days. Cause we were just like, all right, we're going to watch until the next chapter tonight. So I think there's like six, so six over the course seven, of a yeah. week. Um, and, uh, I, I liked it, um, though I'm also I thought as great as it was, it it's a mid-level Marvel movie, <laughs> but uh, so, but 
Question remains from James. Should they restore the Snyderverse? I'm going to say yes. So the, 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 a little bit of the, the behind the scenes over at Warner Brothers is this movie came out and then they unequivocally said, okay, well, that's it for the Snyderverse. Like we consider the, the, the Justice League, the, the, the Joss Whedon cut of the Justice League <laughs> to be canon. And uh, the trilogy that Snyder, the, the, the trilogy that Snyder directed is over and done with. And I don't understand why you would listen to the fans and and look at the hashtag restore the Snyder cut. Um, uh, you know, uh, hashtags and, and go and go, OK, we'll give you this thing and make everybody happy and then go, OK, we're not going to give you this thing anymore. But we're not going like, to give like, you all of the things. <laughs> Right. The way I put it when I was talking to, uh, to to Andrew in the YouTube video that we that we were on together that was that why would you first off why would you put that much effort into something that you weren't going to continue with but two it does so well on HBO Max like you were effectively going okay here we we're going to take this goose that go, lays golden eggs and then we're gonna we're gonna just try and get it to lay Cadbury eggs instead or or you know it, it, they're going. Or eat they're, it. They're going okay. We, yeah, we're glad. <laughs> we're glad that you liked this thing, but but now now we're not. Now we're going in a completely different direction. Um, and now it just seems completely it, different. It, exactly. It just seems like bad business sense to me. You clearly mm. have something that has. You've got data to fall back on. Like okay, there are enough people that are interested in this Snyder cut that we can put the money towards it to 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 let the director. Hmm. Uh, fulfill his original vision. But then you're going to look at all the, in the face of that data and go, now we're going to do this other thing that we think you're really going to like, <laughs> even though you know what they like. You see what I'm saying? So I it really doesn't have anything, for me, it doesn't really have anything to do. I enjoy the Snyder Cut immensely and I want to see where it's going next. Hmm. But more than anything, what doesn't make sense to me is the business acumen behind it. There just doesn't seem to, which is to say there doesn't seem to be any. Again, this is why they they have to have someone there as a Kevin Feige yeah in order to lead this train cuz right now there are about five different trains going on over there with the DC <laughs> universe one of them is sticking and it is the the Snyder cut mm. and for some reason because no one's holding this train in place they're just going off every which way they think is going to make money. And that's the kicker is mm -hmm. really what it is. They're going to try to go after the money wherever it is, whether it's James Gunn or whoever, but they need someone steering the entire DC universe, which they don't have right now. I still think they do need to restore the Snyderverse simply because like you said, it makes most financial sense and story sense and enjoyment yeah. sense. I just don't think they're going to do it. I, I think they don't have the leadership uh, chops that one too many times they've fallen through. Well, I yeah. I will say I will not shed too many tears if they don't reboot it just because stylistically I'm not a huge Snyder fan. Um, mm. But I will say I it's hope that... It's very comic booky. Well, I... Well, I don't know if it's comic booky. It's well, really, it's, like, dark. Well, like, it's, it's, it's just more graphic novel. But, but DC's, like, like a, a lot of, uh, especially Batman comics, is very dark and gritty like that. I mean, he's the quintessential gritty superhero mm -hmm. um so that that's probably where it all started actually yeah, it, with it, christian bale batman's 
Well, and and I mean, I, I'll say like from a filmmaking perspective, I was very impressed. It's just sure. it, it, I, I am speaking from this is not my cup of tea. Like, got it. You know, get give me uh, like Thor Ragnarok any day of the week over over the Snyder cut. All right. So so I, I'm coming from this and not saying like, hey, if Snyder's your cup of tea. Awesome. Not my not mine. So I, I would not shed any tears if it's not continued. But I do hope this gives Warner Brothers the kick in the pants that you need to let your directors direct. Like yeah. stop mm-hmm. stop editing by committee yes. because yeah. you're killing these movies. Because I'll yeah. say like uh, we watched uh Meredith and I also watched Wonder Woman 1984. It oh was awful. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. terrible. It was pretty bad. And and when, when you look into the behind the scenes of that one too, there was a lot of things that Patty Jenkins didn't get to talk. Like there's a lot of mm-hmm. things that were taken from her original vision as well. And I'm like, WB, let the directors direct WB <laughs> WTF. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're being yeah. WTF brothers over there. So like stop backseat driving. Like, and that wonder woman makes even less sense to me because wonder woman was so successful and right. I believe they yes. did let Patty Jenkins steer the ship. So what yep. happened between one and two? You would well, think I, they would, that she would just get carte blanche to do whatever she wanted. Well, I think I think it's it's directing and producing from fear because you're so concerned that something's going to fail that you then you you then become that hover parent. They become hover mm-hmm. producers sure. and like, well, we're, we're going to throw in all these flavors that we know audiences love. Yeah, but that's like going to the soda dispenser and going. Tsh, tsh, Yep, a suicide. Which is great when you were like six. <laughs> yeah, which is great yeah. when you're six. It's terrible. <laughs> That's true. That's so, true. Speaking of suicides, I really hope they just let James Gunn be James Gunn in the Suicide Squad. They're they're pushing Trailer it pretty sure hard like it. that that James Gunn is the one that is spearheading this. Like that they're not just saying. Well, I hope hey, that's because they learned. Yeah, yeah, I hope so too. But we'll see. All right, Aaron. Any other thoughts on Snyderverse before we? Not really. I un- I gave up on the DC uh, cinematic universe a long time ago. When was the I, moment you gave up? Um, not too deep into it, to be honest. <laughs> um, well, when when I fell asleep during Justice League, it's original. Mm, that that would do it. Literally yeah. fell asleep twice. I tried to watch through it twice. That would do. It. I Man. did like. I did really like the first Wonder Woman. Yeah, and like that was I, a pretty solid honest, film. That's the only thing I've really liked out of it. Mm. Um, I love Man of Steel. I didn't mind Man of Steel. It wasn't my favorite, but it wasn't it wasn't um, it wasn't horrible. Um, mm, but I here, really right? haven't enjoyed the others that much. I'm a very very casual DC fan though, so okay. What I have to say is just doesn't hold as much weight. I come at it almost really as a more casual movie viewer. And that was my problem was I thought they're just kind of boring or they're they're retreading stuff that's been done before. And I just don't find that compelling. Mm-hmm. And I, I did enjoy Wonder Woman. Uh, I, I watched it on a plane um, and it was when I watched it on the plane, I thought, well, I'm, I was flying back from like Denver, I think, back to Atlanta. So I was like, oh, my God, I got time to burn. And uh, I was pleasantly surprised. And it was one of those. Oh, man, I wish I'd actually seen this in theaters. But after the previous ones, I was like, I'm not paying 15. Well, if to go only see this. you had, if only you had drank <laughs> Instead, I'll pay a Capri $500 Sun. for a plane ticket. Watch it. <laughs> if only you had drank a Capri Sun on that flight, you could have been in the invisible jet. Eric. I could have been. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Well, but, uh, of... no, I, I doesn't, you know, I, I don't really have a horse in this race. I, I do need, I want to watch the Snyder cut. Um, 
but the bar is for me is so low. Like if I stay awake, you've already beaten the previous one. So <laughs> wow. Man. So you really can't be disappointed. <laughs> well, basically. Uh, speaking of speaking Four of hours. Superman, Oof. we still have more questions. So let's move on. Oh boy. Fly out of here. Let's go. So this one comes from Jessica. And Jessica asks us this question. What character, either Marvel or DC Universe, do you most identify with and why? Hmm. Uh, I think I can lead this one off pretty safely. Yeah, I was going to say. Um, and <laughs> Brett, I know it's Thor. Let's yeah. just move on. No. <laughs> so I'm going to go with uh, with my man here, uh, Captain America. No. Yeah, man. Uh, this piece of art was, uh, I'll give credit to this for my uh, sister-in-law, Shannon. And uh, she got that for me, I think, for my birthday. So good for her. Captain so America. More, so, But more specifically, Steve Rogers, Captain America. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Now Steve that we have Rogers, to why we have to specify that? Oh, Steve oh, Rogers, crazy. Captain America, for sure. Um, it, not he Bucky Barnes, not Sam Wilson. <laughs> sure, but because he was the one who started it all. Um, he was the one who everyone really was trying to mimic after he was gone. Mm. Uh, with the exceptions of a rare few, like U.S. Agent, he was an absolute jerk. Um, and you're seeing that in the show now, actually. Yep. But he is the one who had that famous speech, like you talked about, Trip, where... Yeah, you you plant yourself like a tree beside the river of truth, mm. and you look in at everyone else's face, looking back at you in opposition, and say, "No, you move," when they're telling you to move. And it's it was a moving speech, and I'm like, "Yes, this is why I like this character, and I I want to live my life like that." Mm. So that's mine, Captain America, Steve Rogers. All right, Trip, you got you got someone you have a particular penchant for. <laughs> Probably Modoc. Uh, I was always <laughs> really, <yeah. laughs> what? I was like, this is either going to make him laugh or it's going to go full. It's going to fall completely flat. I'm really glad it was the first one. I really see myself uh, as a floating head with little extremities. Like that's totally yeah. me. No, I, I I've always appreciated. Um, I've always really appreciated Spider Man. Um, mm. uh, I he's a fan I favorite really, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which it almost makes me like hesitant to say it because it just seems no so, I so mainstream, me. man. <laughs> um, but but yeah the the idea that you have this incredible gift and you are still struggling to make ends meet that you're still living the life of an average Joe. Um, still vulnerable is yeah is still is is very appealing now he's become yeah. you know it's his his the the spider-man we know and love has typically been the one i just described um last 10 or five or 10 years he's become an avenger you know had, had a whole bunch of other stuff that's happened to him that's made his life a little more removed from ours yes but um the one that always shows up in the, 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 the movies and, you know, the classic Spider-Man, the one that um, is just spread too thin and is always trying to do the right thing in his personal life and his professional, well, his professional life, in his, in his personal life and his, <laughs> his, his alter ego um, has always been, I want to say relatable to me because I, I can't shoot webs, but the, <laughs> the, the idea that, um, you know, you've got this, if you just look at it from a gifting standpoint, the fact you've got this gift, you're trying to use it to the best of your ability and the people around you almost suffer for it. And it's like this moral conundrum of, 
what is the right thing in this situation? Because I don't feel like I can win. I think that's something everybody has been in at mm. least once in their life. That's a good point. Yeah. And um, you know, it's 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 almost like you're faced with okay, what's the more right decision or what's the the less wrong decision? You know, it, it just never seems like anything's ever easy for him. And you know, honestly, I mean, I love being a big, I, I love being a. a a big boy, but, but being an adult is, it feels like that sometimes mm-hmm. it's yeah. like, who, who, yeah. who am I going to disappoint today? Like I just mm. had a conversation with my mom today and she made the joke. Like I used to look at your dad and go, okay, you want to screw this kid up or you want me to like, like, oh, you can't <laughs> wow. like you, like you, you can't make a hundred percent right decisions by your kid every single time. Um, you, you can certainly try. Informa- you have to take the information yeah. you have and make a that you have, judgment call that's that you can. Exactly right. Um, and so like the, one of the conversation I had with her is like knowing my, knowing my life and having, uh, you know, looking back on my life going, you know, if I had just expressed myself a little bit differently, uh, they, I wouldn't have gotten punished or this, this awkward mm. situation wouldn't have happened. And so I look at that and I go, okay, you know, dealing with my wife or my daughter, I go, I, I hesitate to raise my voice or get frustrated or, or discipline my daughter because what if there's something else under the skin that I don't know about. Well, I would hate to, I would hate to, I would feel terrible if that happened. And I found that out later. Sure. My mom basically said, yeah, what's going to happen? It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so wow. like, 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 like just to your point, Zach, you're making the best decision you can with the information you have. And my mom went through it. I've gone through it. Like I've, I've been reading other stories of, of parents going through it where their kids grow up and they go, I really wish you had done that differently because here's what was actually going on. And I was completely innocent and the parents go, oh, I did not know that. Yeah, that would have so, been great to know in the moment. That would have been great to know. I wouldn't have punished you if I had known. So I, I guess when I, I started by talking about my favorite superhero, now I'm talking about the difficulties of being a dad, but that's what They're I guess that's what I That's why you're yeah, late with Spider-Man. That's what I'm getting at with great power comes great responsibility. And I'm trying, I'm trying to be as responsible as I can because I've got this human life in my hands and I, I, she's really freaking cute. And I don't want to mess that. I don't want to mess her up, man. She's, she's a lot of fun. So Spider-Man. Good well, choice. That's a good yeah. one. There you go. Wow. Yeah. That's really friendly, nice. Well, you keep being that friendly neighborhood dad. All right. Spider dad. Spider, spider dad. Spider dad. Spider dad. Does whatever a spider dad does. It does. Aaron, how about you? Yeah, I, uh, I've always identified and affiliated with Captain America as well. Uh, not to steal Brett's thunder Sweet. at all, no, but no, you're it's, good. it's, you know, I've, for, and for the same reasons, um, knowing what you believe, not just what you believe, but knowing what is right and yeah. standing by it in, in all aspects of your life, everything from being a dad, um, just being a human being, being an American, um, and the direction you want to see the country go and the direction you want to see it not go um, and doing whatever you can within your power and within legal and moral bounds to 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 make that happen. Um, it does go back to the line that we've said probably two or three times now. But for me, that's the case, right? Like, I know what is right and I'm going to stand by that. And I'm going to stick with it no matter what. Um, I'm going to be strong. I'm going to be brave. I'm going to be all these things. I'm going to fail at it sometimes. Um, sure. and I think that's why I admire Captain America because he rarely does. Um, hmm. but yeah, that's, I, I've always been drawn to, to him for, for pretty much the exact same reasons, Brett. Um, although it's funny you bring up Spider-Man trip because once that, that would be a second 
for for actually very similar reasons yeah. as well that wow that that i that um being that nerdy kid and then not that i again I, same as you trip i can't shoot webs and i don't have superpowers yeah. but you know yeah. thinking about what would i want to do when i'm thrust into those kind of situations and i want to say i want to say i would be the captain america right like that's yeah. the ideal but the reality sure. is i'd probably be more like spider-man and yeah. like and and, and the decisions you have to make and the conclusions that you arrive at are going to look a lot different um, when when you're in that context in those situations. Um, just Spider-Man versus Captain America. But Captain America, he's an icon. He's an icon. And out of Marvel and DC, he he's hands down my favorite. There's other cool ones. You know, Iron Not Man's sure. really cool. I don't aspire to be Tony Stark. He doesn't uphold the uh, same beliefs and morals that I do. Um, <laughs> but, you know, would I were to work with them? Yeah, great just like Captain America did. So, um, yeah. yep, going to be Captain America for me as well. Well, well it's funny. Aaron, Captain America and Spider-Man both had to work at, with Tony Stark in very different kind of contexts. Right. <laughs> very true. Right. Very so, true. so would you so be Aaron, Peter, Aaron, Aaron Peter Rogers Peter or Rogers. Steve Parker? Peter Rogers. <laughs> Spider-America or Captain <laughs> Spider? Uh, well, Roger, Peter. Instead of answering that question, let's go to you, Zach. Who would you identify most as? <laughs> Let's, let's talk about some, speaking of changing the subject. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of transitions, let's segue. Um, so I, I guess I will be the only non-Marvel one here then. Um, okay. I, I have always connected with Barry Allen as the mm. flash. Hmm. Oh, cool. Just because I, what I've always appreciated about Barry Allen and uh, I think it, it came across much better in the Snyder cut funnily enough, but then also in the, mm. the TV show on the CW mm. is like, I, the I've first always, season first two. two after that. Yeah. I can't, but, <laughs> but, but for the first, the, the first two, I always just love that. He's, he's the eternal optimist when it comes to the world, like everything is new to him and he, and yeah. he gets, he's excited. And you know, that that's, that's my general outlook on life is like, I'm excited to learn new things, excited to see new situations. And yet here he has this universe splitting kind of power. I mean, we, we were talking about this in the, in the wizarding world. Like here's a guy who can change time itself with his power. And yet his greatest problem is something that he can't control. And that's his dad's in jail mm. for a crime. He didn't commit that, that Barry knows he didn't commit. And here he has this universe altering power, but yet he doesn't use it for the thing that he desires the most. Cause mm. at any moment he could just zoom into that jail, grab his dad out and take him to a foreign country and have everything he wants. Right. Yeah. No but, extradition, but, but similar to captain America, he knows what's right. And so he will not cross <laughs> that line and his dad will, won't let him cross that line. Yeah. And, and so I, I've appreciated that here, here you have this incredible power and yet you have that self-control not to use it to violate a boundary, uh, which wow. in this instance is the justice system. Um, I had never heard of it that way, but that, yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, but, but also, I mean, it, it gets me with him and his relationship with his dad to where like, again, you would think his biggest problem in the world is like dark side coming and destroying all of reality as we yeah. know it, but yet yeah. his biggest thing is that his dad is behind a glass barrier and he wants to have that relationship with him. 
and yet he has to work through it from a completely different angle, which, you know, he goes into forensics and trying to, you know, crack this cold case. Um, so I, I'd say between the optimism and, of course, cracking the jokes here and there, like that that's how I've always dealt with drama and tough situations is I, I cover it with humor. But for, for mm. both good and ill, like I, I'm great at making uh, like lightening the air in a tense situation. But I've also been guilty sometimes of hiding behind that humor when I really feel otherwise. Um, and, and I see that a lot in Barry Allen, that he'll he'll use his humor sometimes to to lighten the atmosphere. But then other times it's like, yeah, but but what do you really feel like, Barry? The, the sad clown. Yeah. Like, like hey, we. Mm. we Stop putting on this facade. What what are you feeling right now, Barry? And I mean that, and that's something that I felt like was explored in the TV show as well, and and yeah. I really connected with. So, anyway, I know that was a longer answer. And I've always more, seen you more, more like as a, a rocket flash, raccoon. But... <laughs> I've always seen you, you as more as rocket got raccoon. The arm <laughs> or what is short, it? hairy, kind of curt sometimes. Uh, it, it just yeah, it fits. I, it fits. I'm not above digging through garbage if I have to. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> um, I prefer trash panda. Uh, there you go. Trash. But that was a fun question. Yeah, Jessica. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Up until just now, I thought you were a build a bear. <laughs> oh my goodness! There you go. There, you there go. we go. Aaron does for the win. <laughs> uh, all right, and for the final question of the evening, as we wrap okay. this up, comes from. Uh, ST. We have ST. All right. Just, just ST. Good old st. 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 So, one has to go. The Joker or Lex Luthor? Who would go? Well, when you Lex say Luthor. go, you mean like disappear from the universe completely? It just says go. Like, so I'm I don't know if that means you have to go to the bathroom. I, I, like they need to go get food because they're hungry. Like, I'm assuming this means eliminated. Like, like they, they can't like exist. you can't have them as a character or you can't right. like you're the you're Batman or Superman or like if you had to defeat one and the other one was left to roam, like which is the lesser evil or or or, or the greater uh, evil. I yeah, guess. I am reading I, that's, this. That's how I'm, in, that's I'm guessing. How I'm actually, it. I'm guessing it's more just what, who do you enjoy as a character? I'm, I'm guessing like right. if you could never. Well, but but I mean, there's also implications to the universe here because without yeah. the Joker, Batman's schedule is vastly freed up wide open uh, That's without true. lex luther <laughs> he might actually have time for a relationship i mean without lex luther would it ever have been discovered that superman's one weakness is kryptonite um yeah. doesn't what, what's uh, the thing he forms the like well the bad league the, the he has legion of doom legion of doom that's evil it. league of evil no <laughs> evil evil <laughs> no evil but squared. It, he actually has superman has more than one weakness anyone else know the second one red sunlight Okay, uh, there's another signs. weakness. Three weeks. <laughs> Gold kryptonite. Well, I was thinking magic. He's allergic to cats. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, but magic. Like, no. like yeah. when he faces magic. off against Shazam, it's one of his uh, yeah. one of his downfalls. Yeah. I'm going to say Lex Luthor. I'm just going to go. I'm, the, my first blush was okay. One of them has to go because you're trying to eliminate the evil, evil from the world. Uh, his 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 reach is much farther expanding than. The Joker. Mm. The Joker's for the most part, his his reach is limited to Gotham. Uh, but Lex Luthor, multi-billionaire, uh, mm. became the president of the United States at one point in the DC universe. 
um, has yeah has has forged alliances with other with other dimensions and dark side and has led the Legion of Doom before just just all around bad guy. Um, he Joker well, is probably more more evil, but uh, L- Luther has more impact. Influence. If you ask me, yeah. so I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Luther. For the same okay. reason, I'll agree with you on that one because it's it's strange. Every once in a blue moon, Lex Luthor will actually come out and do the right thing. Yeah. It's strange. Yeah. Uh, but it's only when it usually only when it serves him. Yep. Uh, kind of the same vein as Venom. Like he's uh, he's a bad guy, but every once in a while he'll do something good. But just if he it really serves a him. Okay. Bad guy. So <laughs> yeah. But uh, but yeah, Joker is an absolute evil psychopath that needs to be stopped just like Al from Winnie the Pooh. But, uh, <laughs> we, we also, uh, have to keep into account the, the range that, uh, the, the, the range of influence that Lex Luthor has is much farther reaching and influences yep. more lives. So I'd have to say Lex Luthor needs to go. All right, Aaron. So do we want less of Lex or jokes yeah, on the Joker? So I'm going to take the question because I'd agree with y'all. If we take it from that angle, I'm going to take the yeah. question from a slightly different angle and think about it just in terms of characters. If one okay. couldn't exist in the DC universe strictly for comic books and movies and everything that spins off okay. of it. And it's a tough pick, but I actually think Lex Luthor is the more interesting character. And Ooh. I know. And again, this is coming from a very casual DC fan. I think part of that is because when the Joker came back in in um, Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight series, yeah, um, they did an incredible job with it. Um, I think since then, um, they've kind of overplayed their hand on the Joker. Mm-hmm. I think it's to me, to me, he went from being this actually somewhat interesting character. And again, I did not read the comics with him. I'm just going off what's in the movies. He became this fairly interesting character within the context of him being a psychopath and and you know there's something interesting to explore there with his 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 interactions with batman and and how that works and everything and how do you defeat a guy like this whose motivation Mm. doesn't make sense really Uh, and yeah it went from that to just let's see how weird we can make it. Let's see how creepy <laughs> and strange we can make it. Let's give him silver teeth. That's not yeah. interesting to me. There, yeah. you're, not, you're not exploring anything there. You're you're selling shirts at Hot Topic at that point. And <laughs> yeah. and I think I think Lex Luthor is at the end of the day the more interesting one to me. Um, because that, for all yeah. the reasons you said, Trip, he he does all these things, and he his motivation may it. Maybe more boring in the sense that he's seeking power and he's seeking wealth, and that's kind of what we see bad guys do in the real world, and we see bad guys do in the in the um in the fictional world as well. Um, not everyone who does that is a bad guy, of course, but um that I don't know. I I, I see where people are coming from when the Joker is like your favorite character. I, I get I, I do get it. But for me, if I, if I had to read DC comics and watch DC movies and only could pick one of them, I think Lex Luthor is the the more interesting one at the end of the day and has a much more like staying power where all these storylines can spin off of it. For the same reasons y'all mentioned, like Joker's kind of a a small, a, a small trick pony. He's a one trick <laughs> pony. He's a crazy guy. And that's interesting for a while. Um but he doesn't really expand beyond Gotham or maybe he does, but in the comic books, but as far as I'm aware, he doesn't expand beyond Gotham. And, um, 
Not usually. I, I don't know. I, I think if I only had to go for the rest of my life with just one as part of the storylines, I would. It, it's not super wide margins, but I think I'd say yeah. get rid of Joker and keep Lex Luthor. I would well, still I would still say get rid of Lex uh, if from from that standpoint as well, because I love the dynamic between the Joker and Batman. Yeah, yeah. Originally, Batman created the Joker, so he's kind of feels partially responsible for the, the chaos mm. that happens in in Gotham. And, you know, at the same time, he can't kill him. He, he mm. just refuses to cross. The, so just kind of that inner turmoil. Mm -hmm. um real not for nothing or nothing but does anybody know the in the original comic books when when uh lex luther was first introduced do you know why he swore to be a lifelong enemy of superman anybody know why because superman had hair I exactly <laughs> that's exactly right wait what that's exactly right in the original what? comic books like yeah, you didn't think. Oh, you 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 didn't oh, know you were joking. I was pulling that yeah, out of like he, like veggie tales. You're you're only like hair. you're only like half a degree off. In the original comic books, Superboy uh, was was would do um, heroics in Smallville, and and uh, Luther was raised in Smallville. He was a genius. Then he accidentally started a chemical fire, and when Superboy showed up to put it out, when he blew the fire out, certain chemicals mixed, and it made Luther's hair fall out. So because he made him bald, even though he saved his life, he swore an oath against him. Wow. wow. So I might yes, reverse uh, my answer based on that information alone. <laughs> <laughs> but no, if that was that's that's not a great motivation, particularly compared to the Jokers. But if we yeah, go beyond kill this was the, to this was the, the 1950s, this was the yeah. 1950s, guys. This so was we'll the, like this that. <laughs> much more wholesome age. <laughs> right. Well, I this will come to the surprise of zero people that I actually agree with Aaron that I feel like from a storytelling mm. point, Lex Luthor has a lot more to offer to the DC universe as a whole. And I find his greed, his avarice, his seeking of power much more compelling than Joker just being someone who wants to see the world burn. Mm -hmm. um, now, I'll agree with y'all from a, from a utilitarian standpoint if if yeah. the point of this From question was standpoint. by removing one of these what what will you achieve the most good then absolutely lex luther but because of that i would keep him because i want to see those storylines it would be yeah. like asking yeah. in lord of the rings do you get rid of sauron or do you get rid of saruman and i'd be like well duh is get rid the... of sauron because saruman's not the same comparison. thing but it's not the next evolution of the, of the Pokemon <laughs> to go from Sauron to Saruman. All right. I can't begin to tell you how wrong you are. So we're just move on. I award you um, no points and may God uh, have mercy on your soul. And may, may Aluvatar have mercy on your soul. So yeah, those, are, uh, those are things I understand. Uh, anyway, I, I, I'm going to have to say Lex Luthor needs to stay because I think he can create much more compelling problems for the DC universe as a whole. Hmm. Um, but anyway, so I, it's a I tough don't one see for less sure. Of Lex. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thanks for Lex. that question. All right. All right, y'all. That's the Q and a right there. Woohoo. That was so, fun. Good talk. That was lots of fun. Well, that really was a good talk. That felt a lot like just sitting around grabbing coffee or eating a sandwich with my buddies and just, it, this, it this, like this, just this seems like stuff that would naturally come up in conversation anyway. This is like fun. sticking a microphone into us just like, sitting yeah. around <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like slice of life yeah <laughs> pretty much 
This was like just on a nice summer evening. We all got a Capri Sun, turn upside down, slash that straw in the underside since apparently <laughs> that's took easier. Took two sips and that then went, where'd everybody sip. go? Tucked our fishing shirts in, got our Capri Suns. Tucked our fish- that's right. <laughs> all right, y'all. Well, we are going to have our closing thoughts and pun count right after this. Hey, Daggum Nerds fans, did you know we had a merch store? If you want a t-shirt or a fanny pack to really show off that dad bod, go to daggumnerds.com and hit that merch store tab and you can find what's in store for you. All right, gentlemen, well, the only question I have left is any closing thoughts? Well, this is a really good, really good conversation. I, you know, that this, was, that was I can't a believe we've, this is that our only awesome. second time we've done this. Like, this is so much fun. We really appreciate the questions. They're really good questions. Yeah, and I love thanks, that everybody. we got to just sit and chat and getting some really, like, good, <laughs> meaty stuff with with being a dad yeah. and then tying it all back into nerd stuff. So this is a lot of yeah. fun. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, yeah, this is, I this is what time. it's all about. I mean, this is why we wanted to be dadgum nerds, like the fusion of dad life and nerd life. And, you know, this, yeah. this episode and- is singing. You know, just to the point of back to my earlier point about Spider-Man starting off talking about my favorite superhero and then suddenly getting that intersection of superheroes and dad life. It really Mm. is interesting to see how, yeah, we're We are dadgum nerds and we've talked so much about the nerd aspect of it over the past 30 some odd podcasts that it's it's really it's been really interesting to kind of see how everybody relates these fantasy characters to their everyday life. It's really interesting to see how the the parallels, the allegories are there. Mm-hmm. Well, any story is only strong as your protagonist, which means you have to be able to connect with them and your antagonist, meaning you have to have some reason to not want them to be dislike them. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but so guess what? That make my... You too can be a daggum nerd. So find <laughs> us on daggumnerds.com or hey, check out our Patreon channel and you can get cool perks like, hey, Become a true believer, and oh, you could be on the podcast oh, yeah. with us, or get some cool swag, get exclusive access to our after show, a bunch of stuff, bunch of stuff. Uh, we've also got a YouTube channel. I mean, you already know that if you're watching it, uh, but we've got a YouTube channel where you can hear our extra thoughts on news that's coming out, uh, some fun puns, other fun dad shenanigans. So lots of other ways to get your dad and your nerd no. on all in one place. No, not me. So, all right, pun count. Was anyone else keeping track? Am I? Wow. Am I, I lost count. count right. No, I right. did, I'm making a point not to. We are at a solid twelve for this episode. Okay, not bad. Okay, I'm gonna have uh, to take okay. your word for it. Okay. <laughs> well, Aaron, thanks for helping me out. Especially, hey, we, I think I got we maybe two of those, two or three ones. of those. Brett, yeah. Th- thanks for bringing up fishing because yeah. that yeah. really lent itself <laughs> to getting that's those That's an easy one. That's an oh, easy that's one. That's a good point. Yeah, it was like shooting fish in a barrel, man. Yeah, you jumped up. You jumped up at least six points. Yep. Yep. Right there alone. <laughs> well, everyone, we so appreciate the questions that you sent in. And hey, send them in if you have anytime. A question, in fact, some of the questions that made on the show tonight were submitted a long time ago, and we keep them for just this reason. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> ask Brett because yeah, right. we sure as heck please reignite uh-huh. Brett's love of fishing because all the puns that Zach made really made him question all of it. Hey. Really smeared those childhood memories. <laughs> Well, everyone, thanks again for watching, listening, however you're accessing this material. We so appreciate you. We will catch you later, daggum nerds. Bye, everybody. Game over.